How are you today, Angeline? Oh, I'm just fine. I feel like I'm part of something iconic right now. You're speaking to me straight from the Corvette. Yes, my Corvette likes you. Oh. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a very special episode of Don't At Me. We have never done anything like this before. Um, I am joined by co-host Devin. Hi, Devin. Hi, it's me again. <laughs> that you never thought you'd see me again. Surprise. <laughs> um, today, we are going into a very in-depth conversation about the LA pop culture icon slash mystery slash figure slash everything, Angeline. Um, There is a new series coming out on Peacock about Angeline's life story. Um, We're going to like reference that a little bit in the beginning, but don't like be afraid if you haven't watched the series yet. This is a safe space. Yeah, we won't spoil. I mean, like, we're going to be telling you the story, but I actually think this is good to listen to this before watching. Yeah, it's just going to be incentive for people to want to watch it because it's exactly. And even more of an incentive later on in this episode, you will hear an interview with me and the actual Angeline, which is herself. Herself. She was actually she was talking to me from the Bluetooth inside of her pink Corvette. So I was like. No, yeah, I was like, this feels like history. Actually, you won't hear this on the interview, but I was like, I feel like I'm part of like an iconic like history right now. Like you're talking to me from the pink Corvette and she goes, yes, my Corvette likes you. She like always made these like noise. It was, it was surreal talking to her. Um, I'm like actually insane. Yeah, we didn't, I like, we didn't really talk about the interview like separately like I don't even know how yeah yeah I mean it was yeah we'll get into it but first of all for those who don't know Angeline I realize that like we don't really have any way of like visually showing you guys what she looks like but she sort of looks like a Barbie doll slash would you say maybe like I don't want her to like in the best way possible Trisha Paytas yeah like Trisha Paytas meets Barbie doll meets like Paris Hilton, obviously. Yeah. Paris. Yeah. I saw a great quote from Emmy Rossum who plays Angeline in the new series about her life. Um, and she said, she's of if Marilyn Monroe got into an easy bake oven with a eighties punk Barbie doll and a dose of a new age spirituality, which <laughs> is like actually so good. <laughs> yeah. She basically has really big blonde hair. She um, always is wearing like pink. She has, an incredible body. And in the 1980s, she began showing up on these giant billboards in Los Angeles. And the billboards were literally nothing other than her. Her. It was just a picture of her looking super hot. Her her name and nothing. I think there was actually a phone number at the bottom for her management, but there was nothing. No one knew who this woman was. And there were just giant billboards of her in Los Angeles, which... I mean, iconic. Iconic and kickstarted the mystery, really, because it kickstarted her career in a way that was like no one knew what she, who she was before. And that was the whole point was like, you just yeah. didn't know who she was. I feel like the craziest thing, too, is like, every, like there were hundreds of billboards with her in Los Angeles. No one knew who she was, but like even more like interesting, I think is no one was claiming to know her in a sense that was like credible. Like no one was like, no, I know Angeline because look, I have this old picture of her. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. That it was like, I think uh, partially it was was probably just because it was LA, like, because there's so many people in LA 
that mm-hmm. the vast majority of the people who were like talking about it just didn't know. And yeah. that was like really what got the media talking because if like they were interviewing people on the street and they were just like who, under the billboards, they were just like, who is this? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it's also, I mean, it brings up so many like interesting points. The first one is obviously she's famous for being famous, which she does address that title in the interview with her, but I do believe she was sort of the first person to have this title of famous. She was a singer and every and an actress, but like it was she like she built herself first as anything. Yeah. I mean, this comes up in the series too, but he's like, What are you advertising? And she's like, Myself. Myself. It's <laughs> iconic. And she I also don't want to digress too much, but like I wonder, I it made me think about how because she wasn't famous for anything besides the billboards at first, like that was obviously very LA congregated because that's where the billboards were. And in a time, obviously this was the, I don't know if we mentioned like the early eighties. So no one, obviously the internet was not really a thing yet. Right. When, when was the internet? Nineties. I'm like, like late nineties. Right <laughs> um, yeah. it, it was like nineties. And the only reason I know that is also because I'm watching sex in the city. So that's when the internet <laughs> <Yes>. happens. <laughs> um, but just what was interesting was like, I brought it up to my mom and my mom was like, I don't know who that is. And like my mm-hmm. mom grew up exactly in the time of like where she would have known like a celebrity like that. Um, but my mom grew up on the East coast, but like, yeah. I think my, my mom was like pretty much in, like high school when this would have all went down. So you think she would be like the perfect um, like demographic to be like, Oh my God, I totally remember that. But I think because it was just across the country that it didn't actually reach that far across. The that country. is like an I interesting think. thing to like say too, because it's like in LA, obviously everyone knew who she was. I think a really interesting, uh, th- I got to talk to for work, my other job, Emmy Rossum, who plays, as we mentioned, Angeline in this new series. She said that like the first time she went to LA, she saw the billboards like herself. Um, oh my God. yeah. And she was like, when she went, she was going on auditions and she would always ask people who is Angeline and every single person that she asked that question told her a completely different story. That's funny. Yeah, so it's like, I mean, I feel like that A is like a perfect way of sort of encapsulating Angeline's like yeah. mystique. Um, but I think another thing is like, she didn't really make it. I mean, people like us, obviously, were talking about her and like, maybe at the time we would have known who she was if we didn't have the internet. It was like the people in LA had to see these billboards every day. And yeah. so I feel like there, this is explored a little bit in the series of seeing this beautiful woman And obviously we weren't talking about like body standards back in the 1980s, 1990s, but like having to see that every single day, like that kind of, like it it affects so many different people. Like a billboard is very powerful when you think about it. And I I actually was thinking about this a lot too. And I don't know when, if there will be a better time to bring this up, but like genuinely her, her breast implants are like a part of like the journey and like it you'll see it in the show too like and I was really thinking about that in terms of what you said the 80s like was that as much of a thing back then as now because like obviously right and right now it's like butt implants as well and we have this like perfect idea of what a body should look like and the Kardashians etc but like I feel like for her to get those boot implants then was genuinely like a bigger thing because and then she was on the billboards and her the selling point was literally her boobs which were huge and I was just thinking about that I was like I wonder in because she is like who she is and she 
I think in the show, she's just like, I, this is how I feel best. Like I got my boobs and that's how I feel my best, which is mm-hmm. just such an interesting concept because like, you're right. I think obviously there was inklings of like, you know, body, body standards. They've there, it's been uh, throughout our country since the beginning of time. But I, I was just, I'm just wondering about the culture specifically regarding like breast implants and plastic surgery in that time and how big of a deal yeah. it was. Well, and that's like another, and it's, also, like, we're not blaming Angeline for making yeah. people feel, like, self-conscious about it because yeah. it's her right. And, like, I think that's another thing that is very interesting about – I, like, keep wanting to call this a case, but it's not necessarily, like, a mystery, <laughs> like, a case. It's, like, it's another it thing mystery, that – <laughs> it's like, another it's thing she a- says in the in the interview. She's like, at least I've never murdered anybody. And I was <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, true. Like, this yeah. is, like, a – there is no, like – I don't want to say no, like, lesson to this story because it's not like she was trying to, like, teach a lot. Like, she just wanted to be famous. Yeah. And she had, she wanted to be famous for, like, when you're watching the show, you realize all of these things about who she was underneath, not even underneath Angeline, as Angeline, but was still a person who was really spiritual and, like, loved astrology, Mm. which is, like, something, that's why I, I, like, wish if there was one thing I wish I got to talk to Angeline herself about, it would have been astrology because I really think that way of life and like spirituality, which also I think she was like maybe ahead of the game on as well with that too, because now the spirituality movement is like huge right now. And I feel like she, you can see, you see her using manifestation techniques throughout like her whole career and like crystals and like astrology. Like she's highly in touch with that stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure Angeline has spoken out about what she feels about the series and you'll hear it later but I think one of my favorite parts is how she would always be like laying in her room like manifesting she's like my name is Angeline I'm an icon my name is Angeline I'm an-. and like her repeating that it's like oddly empowering I it's I'm not a woman I'm an icon oh I'm not a woman I'm an so icon yeah. interesting I think that is so interesting because it goes back to the conversation we were having before of like she has these huge boobs and obviously she's very feminine presenting and I think her use of like though for like I am not a woman specifically is so interesting because it's literally like she doesn't even want to be perceived as a human she just wants to be perceived as famous and an icon but like on the other token she is a woman like she also says like I am a sex icon and you know Mm -hmm. I make boys horny like that's what she says so it's like this weird thing that she's playing with it's like she's playing into it because that's what she needs to do to get famous but she's not still like she doesn't feel herself like a human well and she also has like you'll see it on her instagram she has like a fascination with aliens and i i'm not 1000 percent sure but i think she's like called herself an alien before I, i think it goes into that a lot like i i think she the spirituality meets like her like way of just thinking she is not a human and like the alien stuff I think it really is all it makes sense to a certain degree like you might think like this is crazy but I think it's so interesting because there are a lot of stories about like there's probably a lot of people out there that also think the same way I mean there's a lot of alien stories like do you believe in aliens because like I probably do I believe in aliens yeah yeah wait so then we'll get into who Angeline may or may not be in a second, but like, where, where do you think Angeline starts and finishes? Like, do you think she has like a beginning? Some, Yeah. Or like, do you think she has some type of like supernatural 
I don't know how I to mean, like phrase this. I don't know. Like I really do. Like I've heard stories of people who got ad- abducted by aliens and have never felt the same since who are like, I, I have in the middle of the night, one night, like remember having this really vivid dream that I don't feel like is a dream. And then I woke up and I like, don't feel the same. And I really think that like, that could have been something that happened to her. Yeah. And like, she just, I don't know. But the other thing I wanted to bring up about this whole thing too, the idea that she's not human is like in the show. And I don't know if you guys talked to her about this. This is really, really interesting, but like she makes a thing that like, she also, it's not really a thing, but it's there is that like, she doesn't drink or like do drugs. Mm. And I think that's also really interesting to note because I think like drinking and and stuff like that is, those are things that you can do like what do you do when you get drunk like that's you basically are releasing all your inhibitions like you're Mm. like letting loose and I was thinking like I don't know if it was ever a conscious choice of hers to not drink or what but like I think that that plays into it too like she doesn't drink purposely because that would like possibly like lend a door like open a door or give the opportunity for a door to open for her to like be not like you know I can't like sort of slip and that's like a crazy thing quality yeah like diminish her like presenting and it's like how much is like how does I want to see like especially because when you like if you go to LA you will still see her on the street like she is still riding around in her pink car you can go up and buy a picture or t-shirt with her like she's still fully functioning if we have any listeners in LA and if you want to be a don't at me person on the ground yeah. and the front lines, please yeah, go find it to the ground, the LA ground, please. For us. Yeah, please. But it's kind of like, you can go to her house. Like she invites people yeah. and interviewers to yeah. her house. So it's like, obviously she is living as Angeline. Yeah. She it's not like she's this untouchable enigma as much yeah. as she was like when the billboards like popped up like that was the most enigma kind of thing because it was like no one knew who she was but then once she got attention it was like well that was her whole point is now she wants attention so she did make the movie you know she did do the movies and she does do the music videos because like she's and she signs autographs because like that's what she's wanted but like the other side of it is like she is still not like she still doesn't think of herself as a human and like mm-hmm. I, I think there's so much like to be said about that and like the drugs and the drinking like like the like not spoiling anything but like immediately in the show she's like I I don't drink and like that's a thing that I that you notice you're like interesting yeah like you're playing I, this game and it's not and it's and it's purposeful and it's like really contrived so like she you can't do anything that would like loosen yourself up and it also brings another interesting point of like, do we just leave celebrities? Like we has like people have these like natural curiosities of celebrities in general. And I remember actually, this is like sticking out. I was reading an interview with like a famous actor a couple of days ago. And he was like, why do we as actors have to automatically become celebrities? Like, why does everyone have to know? And it's like, well, what you are doing? technically putting yourself for millions and millions of people to see if you're in a movie in a movie theater or on a streaming service that millions of people have angeline she was on these giant billboards in los angeles with millions of people driving past them every day so it's kind of like that line as a society and also as a person of do we need to know who someone is 
where is that line? Especially like now with social media too, it's just like we want to constantly see the inside lives of celebrities. And like even with paparazzi, it's like if I I think you're right, like there are actors who probably like just do red carpets and get photographed because that's what comes along with being an actor. Mm -hmm. Um, Because like you're a great actor and that's what you want to be doing. Um, And then they just put up with the celebrity-ness of it all. And yeah. then there are people like Angeline who is like, this is my, she, I mean, this is like, she's like, this is what I meant to be doing is just mm-hmm. being a figure, which is like different because obviously she never, I'm not saying she's not talented, but like, it's not like she had a talent set out to pursue a talent. Yeah. She didn't set talent. out necessarily to do anything other than to be a person that everyone knew. Yeah. Which is like, I, like, so interesting because I also feel like people are born and it, it's not me for sure but I know that that people also feel like they're born with a specific purpose in life and like there are people who are like I have like I knew that I was meant to be famous from like mm-hmm. the day that I was or like when I was young I just knew that or I knew I was meant to do this etc cetera, etc cetera, which is like really crazy to me but I do think and this is what I also wonder about her if she so into astrology there is like ways of astrology that like if you analyze someone's birth chart will tell you like what the person's like sole purpose is in life and like what they're destined to do. Like Mm -hmm. if you believe in that stuff, an astrologer will tell you that. And I I do wonder if she also in her life ever went to an astrologer who was like, you're destined to be famous. I've seen TikToks like of people, and this is like obviously insane. Believe what you want, but like I sound insane, but I believe it. Like there are TikTokers who have like analyzed Charlie D'Amelio's birth chart, and they like you can see here that she was meant to be famous. This is she was meant for mm-hmm. incredible fame by this conjuncting of this planet or whatever. Like yeah. I don't know at all, but I know it's a thing. Charlie D'Amelio also an interesting comparison. Like she. Uh arguably doesn't have any like she's obviously a great dancer and obviously I'm not comparing Charlie D'Amelio to Angeline because (laughs) (laughs) I think one is a little bit more iconic than the other I think that like that's another celebrity just like she is famous like she also like Charlie D'Amelio it is true it's truthfully like no hate to that girl I love that girl yeah like what did you do to make yourself so much more exponentially more famous than the next famous person on TikTok. Exponentially mm. more famous. Like, and there are other really talented people on, on TikTok and like people who are famous from TikTok, but no one has ever reached a hundred and million a hundred million followers on TikTok in a year. Yeah. And it, it truly is like, what is it about her that made her specifically be in that position? And it That's could true. have been written, could have been written in the stars. Like could have been. Some people are just like destined to be something. Yeah. I believe in it. I, I don't honestly. I, I think I need to go to an astrologer. I, I need to Where go. Should we go? Like, tell me what I tell me who I'm supposed to be. Please. <laughs> Next podcast episode, me and Devin go to an astrologist. We get our charts read and we find out our purpose in life. Uh, yes. Well, I mean, getting into Angeline's background, there have been a lot of conspiracy theories. There were a lot when she was sort of like on her come up in the 1980s. So she, the exact year that the first billboard was up was 1987, but she had a rock band beforehand. Still no one knew who she was before then. Um, So like people started really, really knowing her in 1987. Also worth noting that anyone who did meet her became like obsessed with her in like a, in a healthy way, but like 
they were like, I cannot quit this woman. Well, and like we said, like it was, it's not just like her looks. It's also the enigma of her. Even when you met her, she was like saying all these weird things and like being like mysterious, but like spiritual. And like, you just were like, so confused by it to the point that you needed to know more like like I did that interview like a week and a half ago and I have listened to at least a part of the interview every day since then because it like <laughs> replays in my mind like yeah, it, it was so just a very it was a very interesting experience and so um there have been like so many sort of stories about it obviously like no one really was able to have the technology or resources to like fully dig out who she was in those 1980s but in 2017 August 2nd 2017 the Hollywood Reporter posted a article and the headline is the mystery of LA billboard diva Angeline's real identity is finally solved so this article is is a journalist was contacted by someone who was a private investigator. Um, They had just sent them kind of an email and is like, would you be interested in a story on Angeline's true identity? He says, I have many details on her life, all well-documented from when her parents met to early adulthood. It's very different from her public concocted story and more interesting. I also want to put a disclaimer before this that Angeline still denies this report. Um, So there still is like no complete confirmation whether or not this was her. But I think this is sort of out of all the conspiracy theories, the one that is believed to be the most true. And I think the it's the one that the series follows. Um, And it's also like the the denial of it is telling in itself, right? Like her, her, her very willingness to to not give up the shtick is like the whole thing and this is like michael is discussing this article and if you watch the miniseries like this is the thing that this is like her what it seems like is her downfall because she's so stuck on not having a identity outside of just angeline i mean this article has like her yearbook photo this i mean obviously she has had plastic surgery i don't think she'd deny that um but the photo obviously looks very different from her you can kind of like see a little bit of resemblance um but it says they have copies of immigration marriage and death records pointed to a cloaked prehistory of renee tammy goldberg originally ranya tamar goldberg she was allegedly allegedly born in Poland on October 2nd, 1950. And she was the daughter of Polish, Polish Jews who'd met in um, World War II. And they were among 500 to survive out of a population of 13,000 and the rest were sent to death during the Holocaust. Um, so already like a traumatic upbringing. Yeah, insane. And like, it, it really is like, you could assume, right? Like if someone is so vehemently not wanting to repressing their identity you can assume it's traumatic like and and this is exactly that but then like like and it was again without spoiling it like the way the show brings it to life is like truly so somehow like heart-wrenching like it really is like it it brings it in front of you and like it's it's easy to feel obviously just like a spectator in it and like as someone we could never imagine growing up in this time period like what a horrible thing but then you watch it and you're like this is crazy like I I I don't even know what I would do if I were that girl probably same thing 
Yeah, I mean, in 1965, her 44-year-old mother died of cancer when she was 14 years old. Then her father remarried another Holocaust survivor, um, who was another divorcee, and she had a younger stepsister. Um, and so she had a brief marriage to a son of a Beverly Hills executive living in Hollywood. But then Goldberg's paper trail ends with their divorce in 1969. So that is the last recorded evidence of this person named Renee Goldberg. And uh, yeah. And then when we pick up with Angeline, it's like late seventies. So it's yeah. like this adds gives up her... to a certain point and it gives her motive to leave. Yeah. I mean, horrible... this article also gets in touch with her ex-husband. Um, and he mentions that, So her mother died when she was 14. He says he was married to her briefly while they were in high school, which is also, she got married in high school. Another crazy thing. Um, Or not crazy, but like, especially in our lives, like that is not usual for me and you. Um, And he said that like, he was like, oh, this man who was allegedly her husband said that like, oh, I didn't know her mother had died two years before I met her. She had always made it seem like it was a much longer time and she had like even when they were married it was like you he did not know anything about her mother it was like you do not talk about this woman and it's it goes into this idea that like she it really makes sense because if if she was like this as renee and she was repressing the feelings to the point where like she wouldn't even like discuss it with someone who she was married to like in a serious relationship with and like still wouldn't really share that story because she was so traumatized by it like it goes it's easy to see how this person could have been repressing these feelings so much that they would completely want to erase it like and and you and it goes into with the spirituality thing of like her outlook was like only positive and she was like feeling the feelings would be too too much of a negative thing As, as humans now we know like it's healthy to feel your feelings. It's good to cry every once in a while. Like emotions are good. But like Angeline's outlook was more like that is the connection with the bad is feeling feeling sad. And she would just like completely want to move past it and repress it, which like true. But like, yeah. imagine, imagine like your mother dying at that age and, and then not being able to, and I'm just speaking to Michael, who is, we are obviously two people who are very lucky to have our mothers. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just like, well, and there's something to be said about the fact that the only thing that she has publicly spoken about from her life, her earlier life as Angeline is her mother. She has said that she lost her parents at a young age, but there's other interviews with her where she does mention her mother. She brought, she was talking about her mother to me. So it's like interesting, an interesting pipeline, like through her life that obviously a lot of her childhood trauma came from losing her mother yet some, and that is the only thing that she has held on to. At least the way the show paints it is like, that was the only, she was, her mother was the only good part of her childhood. Yeah. Her mother was like her, you know, lifeline. And then losing her mother was like, there was nothing left for her one thing I want to say is because we were just talking about her boyfriend who she was married to in high school before she you know disappeared is the way the show um portrays it is like that is the only person that she was ever like emotionally attached to and then as Angeline that's interesting 
she as Angeline she and not like she obviously has her her little you know men in in in, as Angeline and (laughs) she loves those people a lot but like the only person you ever see her kiss is her before she's Angeline and I think that's so interesting too and then when she's Angeline I'm sure she's like gone on record and saying she doesn't believe in marriage she's like I don't believe in marriage even though then you find out okay you literally were married queen um but just like her idea of like I don't believe in marriage is like so interesting because again, she's playing this role of like an icon and so much to the point where she's only an icon and she doesn't do like human things like being married. And like, I'm all for, you know, a an uprising against marriage because yeah. it's kind of a crazy, <laughs> it is a crazy notion, but like, it's, it's so interesting. I, I took note of like, um, how she acts with like personal like boyfriends in throughout the show because it's kind of like she paints this picture but then are you dating these men you're using the yeah. men, but are, you, are you you're using the men for business purposes but are you dating them because we do not see her kiss we do not see her have sex and I think that's another thing is like they purposely did that because and I don't know if this reflects real life but it's just like she wouldn't do anything like human enough like to feel emotion or like have sex which is like a very like a primal human thing yeah I feel like the show purposely paints it as like she is this like doll she's just like a a doll and an alien and like that's what she wants to be too yeah and it's two things the first is that she has mentioned and this is depicted in the show that when people have asked her to like take her clothes off she'll say no no yeah yeah she'll never fully reveal herself and it's I mean she has her assistant that she's very close with Scott who's very nice I communicated with him a little bit he's also in the show um but it's like is she since she is sort of opposed to having a romantic partner are these men that are portrayed in the show and have were real in real life is she sort of filling the void of love with men who will help her succeed in her career which I mean go like slay yeah but it is slay like I there's like one scene where the guy that she that she gets all to do all the billboards for her like the daughter is like are you having sex with my dad and she's like no I'm literally not and it was a strictly emotional relationship for Mm -hmm. him because as we said everyone was so intoxicated by her that if she's giving you enough of your time like these men were having like emotional relationships with her without even like actually physically doing anything with her that's why it's like you're so intoxicated by this woman and you're so intrigued by her and you want to know more so bad and then it's like obviously we don't know if that entire article that i just read is true or untrue but it's like once we sort of have this pretty substantial representation of who she was beforehand it's like you're almost disappointed not in the story before but in the fact that like obviously I still wanted to know who she was but it's like I don't want that to happen you know what I mean like you don't want the mystery exposed right and she knew that which is why it was her whole thing she was like she knows that like what would keep her like fueling her fire is the mystery which is why she didn't want anyone to actually like know her identity. Do you think if she had revealed who she truly was, she would have been more famous? I don't know. I think she did the right thing. I think if she had, I think she have re- had revealed it, 
it's a traumatizing story. If this is the true story, it's sad. It definitely would have been a big deal. But then I think what I'm saying is exactly how it would have gone. Like then it, everyone would have known and then she would have phased out. Yeah. I mean, the fact that this story was a complete mystery until 2017 and she started in the 1980s is insane. And obviously it lost its, you know, like she lost her inertia. Is that the word? Yeah. Her like sort of initial. Yeah, of course. Like it died down, but then like still. So honestly, I think the best case scenario is what happened because Mm -hmm. she obviously died down. She got older. So it's like you obviously will lose some of your sex appeal because that's the world that we live in. And so she was known for being young and hot. It died. It fizzled out. And then what happened was then it came back because her identity was solved, which then just brought everyone back into her world. Like for us right now to be talking about it, we wouldn't be talking about it right now if the 2017 article wasn't as big of a deal as it was. It just, Mm -hmm. it made it, it rekindled the fire, which is then, and now we see it with the TV show. Exactly. Um, Well, I think that's a perfect segue to go into my interview with Angeline. Like I said before, she was coming to me straight from the pink Corvette. Um, It was thrilling, Um, but you'll get to hear her real, real thoughts on the new series about her upbringing. She does address the rumors a little bit and she goes, she goes into good detail about this new series, what she thinks her contract with Warner brothers, or I guess universal. It's very fascinating to just listen to her. Um, so here it is. All right. Hello, everyone. I am here with the icon herself, Angeline. How are you today, Angeline? Oh, I'm just fine. Well, thank you so much for speaking with me today. Uh, I think that you are just one of the most fascinating and just interesting people in pop culture history. And so I'm really happy you took the time to speak with us. Of course. What I want to start with is you were the very first person who was, say, famous for being famous. You know, there will only ever be one Angeline, but now in our current society, we have people like Kim Kardashian who have sort of followed in your footsteps in that same, you know, type of fame. So what are your thoughts on these sort of modern day influencers? First of all, I want to correct that. I don't... I'm not in favor of people comparing me to Kardashians or Paris or anyone else because they're not doing anything artistic, in my opinion. I'm an artist, and um, I don't just see the value in that. However, I do see the value in people supporting the inner art within them. Like, we're all pieces of artwork walking around. And not to get too cosmic with you, but somewhere I read in a, um, a book about the Pleiades. Are you aware of those? Uh, I don't think I am. They're the seven sisters, and they, they, they're connected to the positive energy of Earth. I'm sure there are negative some, but they have said that Earth is becoming a living library. And that was, I read that years ago. Now I see what they're talking about. You know, the Internet, you can just type in anything, and I'm going to be the one that initiated the ability to be who you are, who a person is, any way they wish to be, and my rule for doing something, which is what I did, is let's just say I will dress up 
with my makeup and my blonde hair and red lipstick or whatever and high heels and get this sexy look. I look in the mirror, uh, being an artist, I say, I love that. It's perfect. I go to great lengths to achieve it. And if I like it, that's good. But if somebody else likes it, then I've made a bonus. And that's kind of called fame, right? If it goes to that extent. And it in impresses on other people to do what they will, inspire them to be who they are. Speaking of inspirations and inspiring people, was there anyone that inspired you when you were growing up or anyone that you looked up to? I looked up to Barbie. But I would take, you know, I would take things from, I was very observant. I, I did art even as a child, like two years old, and I took ballet. I'm into the arts, totally. So I would take things from Marilyn Monroe, Bridget Bardot, um, Jane Mansfield. Although I just found out that Marilyn did not like what Jane Mansfield did, and she kind of wanted us. She she wished you there was a way she could sue her. Have you heard that? No, I haven't. I was shocked, but I didn't. I didn't know she was so upset about it because she created this delicate, beautiful energy. And here comes she. She said it was very. Some denigrating word doesn't come to mind right now, but she didn't like it. And I will, I will lead into saying that I do not like anybody playing me or portraying me. I think that the actress playing me did not take the time to really do it right. I think the wig looks terrible. She should have dyed her hair blonde, maybe. She didn't commit all the way to that. Um, her voice, she's got a New York accent. Do I have an accent? No. Do I? You you have the Angeline accent. Thank you. Ooh, that one. <laughs> okay, so um, it just hurts. It really hurts to see somebody misrepresent me. Well, maybe it was a parody. And if it's a parody, all right. Hmm. Um, and I'm doing my own show, my own film. I think you know about it, right? You saw the trailer? Yes, the real Angeline. Yes, and that is going to enlighten, inspire, and take people to their highest self, which they can use to be who they want to be. Directors and producers and people have called me fully realized. Mm. Do you feel like you, I love that. Do you, have you been uh, fully realized? Do you feel like you're still growing? I do feel like I have a stance on who I want to be. Oh, that's cool. Ask me how I got fully realized. How did you get fully realized? I was born that way. <laughs> so you've always been this way since you were born. I think so. I mean, uh, when I, I just always knew what I liked. And, you know, I used to, you know, dress up in things that my mommy would let me dress up in pink. And I just knew, besides that, I just knew where I was headed. And no one was going to stop me. I wanted what I wanted. Whether people told me, oh, it's a man's world. Well, then I used my sexuality to get what I want. Not in a bad way, of course, but for the sake of culture. That I add to the world. So, when you were sort of growing up in the arts and everything, is who you are now who you have always intended to be? Have you? Do you feel like you've made it in your eyes for your younger self? Absolutely. I mean, if I, I have a shamanic woman who does a drumbeat for me, and she says, "Go back to your childhood." Have you ever seen that technique where you're, if you were wounded or you wanted to speak to yourself because it's there, the information is in your brain. In your child's brain, you can meditate, go back and say, Michael, it's me, I'm the grown-up Michael, and I want to let you know that it's going to be okay. If you were 
I don't know what you went through as a child, but I do want to purge that I'm not happy with the way she's portrayed me. Unless it's a parody, then I'm okay with it. So I haven't seen it. At- you haven't okay. seen the series yet? Well, no. And I know one huge magazine, they gave them the first two episodes, and uh, they interviewed me about it, and uh, she, I hadn't seen it. I, I, honestly, I, it, I can't describe how I feel when I see somebody ruining a piece of beautiful artwork that I've done, it it hurts. It really hurts me to watch her doing this terrible parody. It's not me. It's not me. Will you watch the series? Are you planning on watching it? I don't, I don't want to watch, I don't want to watch ruined artwork. And the bar is so low. What worries me is the bar is so low these days, you know, Yeah. that people accept anything. I will screen mine in a big theater and a streaming site. I can't give you all the details right now before signing the contract, but just watch for it. But um, you have to have the Angelina experience large. When you walk out of that theater, you're going to be transformed, even if you watch it on a TV screen. I'm trying to be positive about this because the universe made this happen. And I think when they see that, they'll want to see the real me. My bar is so high that perhaps theirs would be a stepping stone to me. You know, what's interesting is that so many people, and I think from what I've seen this series included, have tried to figure out your background. And I don't want to get into any of the rumors, but what do you make of the fact that so many people are curious to know about, you know, your background and have sort of dug and found all of these rumors? Well, first of all, none of those things are true that were written about me. And I do have a contract with Universal. You know that, don't you? Yes. Getting well over millions of dollars for it. And um, I had not... I signed the contract reluctantly. And there's details to it that I can't divulge right now about how it went down. But had I known the way that they portrayed it and did it, I wouldn't have signed the contract for any amount of money. What about the rumors? Okay, so in the contract, it says they're able to, you know, fictionalize. It was a non-exclusive. They can do whatever they want. So, that's, be aware that that stuff isn't true. But when you see mine, you'll see the truth of, you know, who I am, where I emanated from, how I got to, all the experiences I had, including the billboard casting couch. Who can say that? Right. Who, can Who say else that? can say that? No. Uh-uh. No one else. Yes. No. No one else. That's funny. A lot of people that are interviewed in my film say, no one else but Angeline. <laughs> there will only be one Angeline. Um, I mean... I know you aren't going, you can't give away too many of the details um, from your new documentary, but is there something that you want people to know that may be somewhat of a misconception about you or just something that, you know, you don't think enough people know about you? I don't think people know anything about me. I mean, I want to know where the sheet that I married is with all the money. Do you know? I love that rumor. One of my favorite, I talk about rumors too. One of my favorite rumors is um, a gay guy died and left me all his money provided that I use him for billboards. Don't you love that one? I haven't heard that one, but it's definitely an interesting one. I love it. And then, of course, there's a new Angeline every two years, just because I look so good. And they say, oh, are you Angeline's daughter or something like that? They asked me that. A priest came up to me 
at a coffee shop and he said, me and my wife were wondering, are you Angeline's daughter? It was really cute. Oh, so, you know, like people are still, you know, waiting to find, to try to find out more about you. You know, if they didn't want to know anything about me, I guess... That would be annoying, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I can honestly say I've never murdered anybody. <laughs> you know, um, you know, people like to see salacious things, and, and there's a car accident. Oh my God, what happened? Well, the thing is, my value is in something good, not in some crazy drama where something bad happens. Mm. Do you understand that? Yes. That's, some people are just valuable on their own. If you want to see what kind of art they put out, and have you seen my art? I have, yes, your beautiful paintings. Yeah. I love them. I see them on your Instagram. Oh, cool. I had a show at Planet Hollywood. I couldn't show the news because it was like like a glorified burger joint, you know, Mm -hmm. in Beverly Hills. You've mentioned there's a few other people who are in the show. Obviously, their characters are claiming to know you. Um, Everybody claims they know me. It's, you know, when a person's famous, when I became famous, all of a sudden... I know her. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. just human nature. You know, will you always keep people guessing? Do you always just want to remain somewhat of a mystery? Do you know the difference between mystery and mystique? When there's a, a murder mystery and it's solved, it's no longer a mystery. But mystique is something that a person has or is born with. And I have a mystique. That's why even if people found out the real story about me, they still gravitate toward me because I have mystique. Hmm. Mystique is a compelling energy that people just want more of. And so we always want more Angeline. Yeah, that's why I have a fast car. So I can get away. <laughs> Everybody loves me so I can get away. No, because I have to spread. You know, I'm driving around and waving and people like are with their mouth open. I've changed their day when they see me with pink and all that. Yeah. Looking into the future, Angeline, what... After the documentary, what do you want to do next? Is there anything sort of left on your bucket list? Well, I have a script called The Bra That Ate L.A. Ooh. Can you tell me about that? Yeah. It is about a mad scientist who lives up in the Hollywood Hills in a castle who invents this bra, like a computer bra. And he asks his assistant to find the dumbest blonde he could find. So he lures a blonde over, and when she puts on the bra, it makes her incredibly intelligent. She can move things with her mind, she can calculate, she can do telepathy, like I said. And then when she takes the bra off, she's dumb again. And then they go on this adventure. So that's the premise. Is this a film? Oh, yes, yes. And at one point, they try to steal her because they try to get her to Vegas to make money with her tele- telepathy. And, um, you know, it's just one of the scenes. In it. And the doctor and his assistant try to get her back, so they use some formula. And she grows to be 100 foot tall, and the bra falls on Dodger Stadium. You know, it, it's it's like that. It's really that sounds fun. very fun. Yeah, is, is this something that you would want to star in, sort of a star vehicle film for you? Of course. Of course, nobody, I don't want anyone playing me. No one can do Angeline, no one. No one. No I, one can do. I think that is, you know, such, uh, that is the perfect place for us to leave. I mean, there will only be one Angeline, and I'm so happy that you took the time to speak with me today. Of course, and if you want to see on my Instagram, you can see different things I've recorded currently, and the glamour that I, you know, put out there, the way I dress and all that. Yes, definitely. And I'm sure, you know, people who are ever in L.A. will see you riding around L.A. Oh, yeah. Maybe you should come out here. Ooh.
Definitely. Well, thank you so, so much for speaking with me today, Angeline. Uh, I think you're such an icon. Thank you. Thank you for actually having me. You're smart. Here's a kiss. Thanks. Ciao, ciao. Bye. Okay, so just to kind of close us out, hope you guys enjoyed the interview with Angeline. It was incredible. Um, Highly, highly, highly recommend that everyone goes and watches this new series on Peacock. It is streaming May 19th. Um, Devin and I have gotten to watch it. So what did you think about it? I mean, like we've sort of talked about it, but like spoilery thoughts go watch the series everyone but people who have watched the series what do you think my yeah my spoilery thoughts it was amazing but as someone who watched it and didn't really know anything about her other than like I watched the trailer and I've maybe heard like something this here and there about her I think it's amazing I think Emmy is so good her legs moment of appreciation god she looks hot so amazing um but I do think, and what we've already said, we've discussed the identity thing being cracked. So a spoilery moment, like most of the episodes are about her mystique. And then I, I didn't know the story. So I didn't know how it was going to end. I didn't know if, I think it would have been great if like, I thought maybe at one point it was going to end and we were never going to know, like it was mm. just going to end in this certain abstract way. And I mean, and we then, still like, don't fully know. And we still don't really know, but the way that the show depicts the Hollywood Reporter article is incredible. It was like such an intoxicating episode of like to all of a sudden now be drinking game every time we say intoxicating in this podcast episode. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like the the actor, like the little girls and just like the way that they were brought up again, like as we said before what a traumatizing childhood if this was it Mm -hmm. and like it it makes you think and I think also the other thing that the show does really cool is blur the lines of reality and the truth versus not the truth Uh. because that's the whole that's the whole thing is that you never know if she's telling the truth so like from the very beginning like episode one it establishes that like you don't know if she's like actually (laughs) telling the truth versus um like the other person and like it's like these the two people like telling the same story and she's just like that's not how it went and he's like that's not how it went and you're just like you don't know because you don't know whether to trust her yet and then you realize like the whole thing is that she's kind of a liar Um, and it's kind of like the show does that really well the it's uh, the thought of never and not knowing the truth about it is the truth in a way it's kind of like this is she says this in the interview that it it's she's not a mystery because a mystery can be solved at some point she is mystique and the mystique will never be solved so it's kind of like even like her them showing all these completely different aspects of situations and them playing out differently in different scenes like uh, that is the truth in a sense in the context of this story yeah and like it's so funny because it's like in one hand it's just like she wants to be famous and you can look at her as a blonde bimbo which is like you know what her billboards like you know showed her as but then here we are like rhetorically like dissecting the the, uh, like what this entire case could mean and like what she means like and that is her mystique is like on one hand it's like oh here's just some you know Paris Hilton girl yeah. she drives a pink car and then the other half of it is like 
I'm this is like the whiteboard behind me and it's like the meme of like <laughs> Charlie Day like with all the writing and like, oh, literally <laughs> literally us which is just so funny which is why I think it's amazing like it's yeah like, I, it's crazy one of my favorite parts of the series is how I think it's pretty much every episode ends with like a dream sequence like the one where she like drives off the cliff and like they're just like going into space or yeah. like the one where it's like her and the dancers my favorite part it was kind of like as we kind of know the lines in between allegedly Tammy Goldberg and Angeline like a couple years in between are totally just undocumented and a mystery um and so the part when her stepmother locks her in the closet in the series and then like she just kind of like cracks through the wall and there's that like yeah. pink ladder that she climbs up to just to like I don't think it even shows where she goes well yeah and that's the other thing too is the scene where what you said that those years are undocumented but what I was still expecting from the last episode was an identity change scene like a, a scene where like this is she she got her hair she got a new wardrobe she changed her personality she moved to LA like that's what I was expecting and then what it that doesn't happen it's just like this really abstract outer space sequence of like her meeting her former self meeting her current self yeah and which was 100 percent like, the correct way to do like, it should have been done yeah it's like yeah. you're expecting like oh this is like the the moment where she is becomes Angeline and then you like don't get that which is like makes more sense yeah it's so oh my god I like literally think about that all the time um I also just loved like the like you know how like each of the like every few episodes there was like a new man in her life that was sort of like her assistant or whoever like I loved the the ones with Lucas Gage from Euphoria when he was like that guy trying to make a documentary about her and then she was just like kind of driving him crazy yeah I I got to interview him too yeah he's adorable and those episodes are so enjoyable um mm-hmm. it is so interesting throughout the series to realize they do it so well as just to like realize how she is kind of not even like deliberately going through these men but it's just like each stepping stone for her is like another guy and it and like you said they're just like so intoxicated by her yeah. that they stay even though she's like kind of like unpredictable and like not and I was never like disappointed in her like she sort of like leaves I don't know if she always leaves them but like I was never like oh why did you do that I really think like the first episode was still my favorite I love um but like rock yeah what's his name Corey um in the show I think it's so it's literally so funny when she was like he's dead and then it cuts to him and he's like, of course she would say I'm dead. Like immediately she's just like, he's the part dead. When she like breaks the guitar. <laughs> I know. And then she's like, that literally didn't happen. And why would you be on a billboard for a cover song? I was like, oh my God. Was so I mean, I know Angeline has thoughts on how Emmy Rossum played her. And like, no, I, I don't think she sounded like her, but like her yeah. real voice. But I think she did a great job at like embodying her and like, being interesting and fascinating enough where we would want to keep watching because she is the series like she fully carries it and she's really good at it and like again I wasn't someone who grew up with Angeline but like watching Emmy Rossum play it is like I 
this is I could imagine that she is playing her like her certain you know mannerisms and yeah. like her little voice ticks and stuff like that to a T like I just think it's so and also like I was like that's Emmy Rossum like it's also <laughs> yeah. the, the transformation from her herself as, mm-hmm. as, her, as Angeline is also just impressive in itself it's funny. I never really was familiar with Emmy Rossum beforehand. I didn't watch Shameless and I never saw yeah, the Phantom of the Opera movie. So I was, yeah, she was kind of like a, but I remember like seeing pictures of the real Angeline and seeing pictures of Emmy Rossum like way back when this was first announced. And I was like, really? Like, this is so weird. Yeah. No, yeah. It's, I mean, that's crazy what like the makeup and the wardrobe could do, but she's also just so amazing. And the other thing is what I texted Michael was like, they go they do time jumps and like they're it's all the same actors in just like prosthetics like makeup Mm -hmm. and prosthetics to make them look like the older version of themselves that's probably so time consuming like that was probably a lot of work and like then for you to like for emmy rassam to play angeline and then play an old version of angeline is so crazy yeah like Every, yeah, I, it's worth the Peacock subscription or at least the, <laughs> the two week free trial. It's only five episodes. Like it's a very easy watch. Like you just sort of let it wash I over you and like, I watched it in one seating. Yeah. <laughs> guess, yeah. It's I just like very easy to watch. And like I, Peacock has been, I like Peacock a lot. Oh yeah. Girls five ever so good. They also like are now producing like housewives. Like the housewives are basically moving to Peacock eventually so like I love that too so highly recommend everyone get Peacock yeah it's there is like a free trial also so yeah um well that's it for this we really put our journalism uh majors to use in this episode Devin your local your local journalism (laughs) well you're not a journalist student I'm a journalist student still but I know local journalists um and just another shameless plug go to broadwayworld.com and watch my interview with the emmy rossum about playing angeline she talks about her meeting with angeline when she first saw it how she got involved in it what drew her to the character so it is very interesting and if (laughs) you're listening to this and want to get me a job also (laughs) get me a job post evan is unemployed (laughs) all these wonderful thoughts i'm having like you don't want this really cool smart girl to be working for you so contact or if you're a producer with you know thousands and millions of dollars just put us on a billboard put us oh my god don't at me and everyone's gonna need to know okay wait once like don't at me becomes like a big thing and we're famous we have to get like an angeline style billboard yeah billboard old school all right well thanks everyone for listening and don't at me